0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking Your World of Creativity.
1: Hello again, friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And when we say world of creativity, we not only mean literally globally, we've traveled around to Johannesburg, South Africa, Vietnam, Argentina, we've recently been to Lagos, Nigeria, and Australia. Today, we're traveling to Toronto, but we also mean a world of creativity in all the directions of our creative pursuits. And we're so happy today to have one of those guests that has... A multitude of creative interests and talents and pursuits. And we can't wait to hear from her about what she's working on these days. Welcome, Vanessa Ferlano. Vanessa, how are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: <laughs> Vanessa is the author of a new book called Human. But I first met Vanessa when she was working as an executive at a venture uh, startup and commercialization company. She's done gene therapy. She's done investments and portfolios for med tech companies. And and your degree is in like cell biology and the science field. And so to think that you've written this book now, and I, I think to start there, how does human fit in with all those scientific pursuits?
2: On a technical level, it really doesn't. <laughs> I think regardless of whatever profession you're in, there's always a part of us, that that human piece of us that that we're always hopefully trying to explore. And so that's what human is really all about, is taking all of those combined experiences and exploring who we are as a person underneath all of these, these things and new things that we've done. Who is it that we are? Who am I actually being? And that's what human is all about.
1: And did you find that in exploring yourself and just this idea of looking inside, that this shell of what people think, science, the STEM personality, that, you know, maybe we think all the human qualities that are really inside of us, despite maybe what the exterior or the degrees might look like.
2: Yeah. Sometimes they don't always, they don't always match. And sometimes I find that uh, from my experience has been that, especially being a woman in business, a woman in biotech, sometimes I always felt that there was someone that I was supposed to be. And sometimes that kind of stopped me from actually being who I wanted to be for myself. And so that's what I really discovered in human and writing the book that, oh, there's a lot of me here that I want people to see, not just this business woman. Um, There's a lot of me here that I can show to the world and that I want people to see in themselves as well. And so that um, that was has been my experience writing the book.
1: I love one of your titles is truth teller. Did you find yourself saying, well, I'm going to be putting it in print, but I need to tell this truth, something that you felt about yourself that you had to get out?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think at the end of the day, that's what, to me, being human is. It is about telling your truth, uh, whatever that truth is. Um, and it's about unwrapping that and unraveling that. Because a lot of times, who we are is wrapped up in all the things that we're supposed to be, all the things that we're told to be, all the things that we have to do. Um, that, that exactly, like Truth Teller, that was so important to me, because it's not even necessarily just my truth, is I want people to inspire, be inspired to go and find their truth as well.
1: You know, that's really important. I think a a lot of people say, I want to write a a memoir description of my own life and there'll be truth telling in that, but how inspiring would it be if that led somebody else to tell theirs?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we all, we all have a story. We all do every single one of us. I mean, we are all artists and I know what we're really talking about here on the, on this podcast is, is creativity and we all have that. It's just, is it accessible? And I think that's where this idea of writing a memoir, just writing and journaling in general, my whole journey in writing started with journaling. And that all of that whole piece, that unraveling that who we are, that's exactly uh, why it's so important is just explore your truth, explore who you are and who you want to be.
1: And how did that practice of journaling, you know, help you, I guess, unravel, explore, question, a lot of the words that you were just using (laughs) how did it help you discover things about yourself that you really didn't know that were there
2: i think for me i mean journaling is really it's a way to observe yourself is really what it is um you know and if you look at meditation that's what meditation is trying to quote unquote teach you to do is to observe your thoughts and journaling is the tangible way for me anyways to do that with journaling you're writing whatever you think whatever your thoughts are how you feel about things And hopefully you're looking back on that over time. And I found for me, I would journal, journal, journal. And then I would have these periods where I would be writing and suddenly I'd be like, Vanessa, are you still writing about this? Does that experience still really bother you? Or is it just kind of stuck in you now? You know what I mean? And I think it's that piece, right? You're literally through these pages. You are literally watching yourself and your thoughts progress and who you are kind of changes right in front of you. And that is what my experience was journaling. And that's why I think that's where human came from was just from these revelations of who I am and just shedding these parts of me that maybe aren't really me or just that I've outgrown even as well. Right.
1: You know, you hear people talk about, are you still telling that old story, but it's interesting yep. how you describe them. It's like, do we just like to repeat them, you know, and are we getting stuck in a rut because we keep repeating the same stories or are we truly reflecting to either learn or say, Hey, we're in a whole new place now, then when that happened.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, sometimes you have to be stuck in that rut for a little bit. That's part of the process. Um, and then hopefully over time, your your mindset you just kind of change, right? And you start seeing that differently, and you start seeing yourself a little differently. But all of that is a practice, right? It's not that it's not something that just happens like this. You know, I know people. I always tell people try gratitude writing. And I knew somebody. tried it but they did it one time and then they're like oh this didn't help and (laughs) stop i was like (laughs) you know great for trying but it's not this one and done thing and i think our culture these days is that right we expect things just i should be able to snap my fingers and that's it right but that's not that's not the reality right um it does take time and so you have to continue to do it and it's a practice for a reason right Mm -hmm. that it's something that you build over time and very slowly It starts to, you know, you almost start to live it, right? It's like you're writing it, but then very slowly over time, these changes that you see in yourself, you start, it starts filling you. So you become a little bit different as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And so you grew from this journaling process to saying, I think I want to make a book out of this. How how was that transition, or was it kind of abrupt, like you'd had to decide, or did it just merge into it?
2: Definitely a little bit more of a natural transition, more of the merging. Um, I was doing a lot of journaling. And I think as I was watching myself grow, one of the one of the things that was happening to me as I was watching myself grow was that I could see other things and other people around me very differently. So I would be, you know, I can reflect on myself, but now because I've created this space for me to be compassionate towards myself and to be, view myself differently, now I can look around me and connect with others differently and I can see their lives and their stories a little bit differently. And so it was... When I was going through all of that, I started to realize, oh, that person is also feeling pain and that person is also feeling happiness. Like I feel those things maybe in a different context, but we all feel the same things. Feelings are feelings. um, And how does that, how can we connect with that? And so it was that realization, that realization of, oh, we all feel the same things, but in different contexts, that was the, the part that made me go, I would like this to be in a book because- I don't think people, I don't think we're aware of that. I think we know that as a, you know, intellectually, but we don't, we're not really aware of it on an emotional level. And so that was what made me say, I should write this book to try and connect that, connect that way to people.
1: Well, maybe to give us a flavor of that, I could ask you to read us a short excerpt of the book. Give us a sense of how that's expressed.
2: I would be happy to do that. Let me see here. The book actually starts off with a little, almost like a little poem. And then I'll just go right into chapter one from there. In ignorance, we live. Bathing in its sunlight, basking in its glow. Strutting through the lives of others, the ones we dare not know. Through the lens of an injured, I walk alone. It is hurt and pain I carry, but not all of it is my own. As I wander through the pages, I can't help but denote what beings we are, what beings we have become. To the depths of a world around us, to the abyss of our world inside us, to such blindness we succumb. Chapter One, Passerby. It is in the darkness where I can be free. It is in the darkness where, despite the inability to see, I can hear my black windbreaker crackle in the early morning wind flapping against my sides like the feathers on a broken pair of wings hoping to catch some air and fly. It is in the darkness of the pre-dawn skies where there is silence, except for the sound of my running shoes padding against the cobblestone sidewalk. Trees line the edge, serving to keep stragglers like me away. I break into a light jog underneath their dangling leaves, passing the sleeping cars nestled against the curb as make my way to where the trail awaits unperturbed. It is in the darkness. I can hear the trail calling for me, me and only me. Just as all darkness is truly only ever experienced alone. The trail itself is welcoming, inviting, meant to be shared with others. Those who walk, those who run, those with children and dogs, those on wheels, be it bikes, rollerblades, or scooters. But in the pre-dawn skies, there's comfort in knowing it's my own. And so, it is in the darkness I blindly trust to take me toward the light of the sunrise.
1: Mm, Very nice. Thank you. The visual imagery of the darkness and then that pre dawn, you're really talking about shining a light in, you know, that you're hiding in the darkness and now you're going to shine a light on it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That this whole book is really about going from darkness to light and how, in that light, when we can find that light within ourselves, we can share that with everybody else and connect with people around us in that way. It's also for me personally, the that time of the day is a very, very important part of the day for me. It's the most, it's the time that I feel the most um, spiritually connected. And so that's kind of why that part of the day is, is so descriptive, because to me personally, it's a very important part of the day for me and my favorite part of the day when I first mm-hmm. wake up.
1: And what are some of those dark moments? Or are you just feeling... Hey, it's time to reveal something, or are you talking about some of the dark moments of life?
2: Probably the darker moments of life. Um, you know, I think in a short period of time there was a lot of things that I was trying to process. Um, I lost my father to brain cancer. Um, you know, I've had some pretty, pretty unhealthy relationships. Uh, my sister, uh, she was in a car accident. She was in a coma for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's kind of it's, it's really what what this this book is taking some of these experiences. And exploring some of, exploring some of those experiences through interactions with others, and then how is it that we can find that light in ourselves, give ourselves compassion, and give that around back to everyone around us?
1: I was struck by uh, that part of your life story. I also lost my dad to brain cancer at the age of 49, and wow. I thought uh, here we are, parallel universes have collided under the heading of a podcast, but you know, two friends saying. Wow, I experienced that in my mid-20s, uh, young 20s, you're young, but uh, that story stays with me, and I'm, I'm trying to reconcile that to what you were talking about, these old stories, and oftentimes I've reflected back, you know, what was I doing then, or what would I have said now, and that sort of thing, and it it does become part of your story, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I think too, especially, I mean, being so young, being in your young 20s where you're still trying to figure out the world, still trying to figure out who you are or who you are, those experiences, sometimes we can just tuck them away and not really give them the attention that they need. Um, and so you know, again, that was where a lot of this book came from is like, okay, let me turn my attention to some of these things that I may have ignored because I didn't know how to deal with it at the time. And now I need to give myself to these experiences that I just, you know, tucked away.
1: Well, and you also want to help other people tell their stories. I think about your Vienna Studios. What are the, some of the plans you have for that to help other people express their own stories?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with Vienna Studios, it was, you know, I, I created the company to publish my book. Uh, but one of the things that I want to do in the long term, you know, whether it's publishing my own works, but I'm interested in, you know, potentially branching off into film and being able to tell stories that I think are, are just hidden I think right now especially in film and in books there's there's a certain way that everyone's always telling stories and sometimes all our stories are kind of told the same way and I think it's a great way for people to connect with still with each other but I think that sometimes that humanity piece is kind of missing and that's what I would like to do with with Vienna is tell those types of stories that really really embrace that humanity part in all of us
1: I don't think in a creative podcast like ours I have to ask the uh, root of the name Vienna Studios. Why Vienna?
2: Absolutely. Um, so one of my favorite songs and what I've dubbed my life theme song is uh, Billy Joel's song, Vienna, right from the opening line of Slow Down, You Crazy Child, You're So Ambitious for a Juvenile. <laughs> I swear, go. it was like Billy Joel. It was like he knew me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I that's want actually... you to
1: imagine right now, Vanessa, <laughs> that song is playing because I plan to insert it right here
2: oh really (laughs) i love
1: it (laughs) as vienna waits for you (laughs) oh
2: it's such a great song slow down you crazy child you're so ambitious
1: for a juvenile but then if you're so smart tell me why are you still so afraid
0: Mm -hmm. where's the fire what's the hurry about you better Cool it off before you burn it out You got so much to do And only so many hours in a day
1: But you know that when the truth is told That you can get what you want Or you can just get old You're gonna kick off Before you even get halfway through Ooh, When will
0: you realize Vienna waits for
2: for you that's where the title came from was that that song because I actually have it tattooed on my wrist just the word Vienna because you know when uh, what I understand of what he wrote of the song was that it's really about how um and my interpretation of it is that it's just Vienna waits for you is like all that you want and all that you could have is right here for you right you have to just you know go and get it but you know there's that whole We're not in a rush to get it. That's slow and steady roll. Let's just be on our way to get it. There's no rush to it. Right. And so that was why uh, that's why I named it Vienna Studios.
1: Well, and not to be that uh, baby boomer talking down to you, but where (laughs) did you find a Billy Joel album and the deep cut called Vienna?
2: (laughs) I, I don't even know like I just I've known that song for a very long time I have no idea where I don't know how I know the song I'm mean, I'm sure it must have played at my house at some point when I was a child I have yes. no idea but but uh, yeah
1: that's fantastic because that's not a top 40 you're not going to hear that on your oldie station every day
2: it should be it's a top 40 it should on my be. station there you go.
1: and all our podcast listeners now are rushing to uh, yeah. iTunes to download it right now
2: you're welcome, Billy Joel. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Billy. Yeah.
1: Thank you, <laughs> Vanessa. You'll get the check.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Vanessa, what a great conversation about this book. What else are you working on? Uh, you've got so many creative pursuits.
2: Oh, yes. Um, let me see here. <laughs> so uh, I've got the book. Then there's, you know, ebook is coming out shortly. The audiobook will also be released in probably a month or two. Um, Spanish translations are done. So that will be happening. I do have, um, three other books as well that are completing the final editing round. So those will be set to release sometime next year. Um, and then a couple other writing projects happening in the background. So we'll see We'll see where those go.
1: Exciting. And it seems like the, the energy behind your writing. I mean, if you already have three other books in the works, <laughs> you know, at various stages, of course, but you feel like that this writing thing is medium you want to continue to work in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also do dabble in music as well. So I do have a, a piece that I wrote for the book that I'll also be releasing at some point. So yes, lots, lots of creativity happening. And it just, you know, when you create the space to be who you need to be for yourself, you have the space to, to do all these things and create these things for everybody else.
1: I love that. Well, where can we connect with you and uh, learn more about you and your work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then I do have my website which will you know direct you to the Amazon channels. and uh, I know that the book's also available in select Indigo locations as well. So slowly rolling out.
1: <laughs> Very good. We'll put links to all those in the show notes so folks can find them. Well, before we close, Vanessa, I was curious, part of your story of being human is also your own multicultural background and family history and so forth. How does that play? And I guess the context of some of the social issues that we're all talking about and facing right now to address, overcome on a one-to-one level, let alone society level, uh, how has that played into your human story?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, for myself, so yeah, I grew up half Mexican, half Italian, uh, but I grew up, I'm born in Canada, but you know, my, my cultural makeup is Mexican and Italian. And so I think that, I think that if you're not, I think community is very important. And so sometimes if, you're, if your roots are taken out of that community, um, there are things that are taken out of context. There are things that, you know, there are some things I never understood about the, about, you know, some of the events and other things that used to happen around me. Sometimes I couldn't really relate. And, you know, it's not cause I didn't want to, but I just couldn't relate. And I think vice versa. And so I think a lot of times for me that when I was going through this whole journey, for me, I realized that I felt very suppressed and I'm not trying to suggest that that's anyone's fault around me. It was just my feeling, right, that there were parts of me I felt that I had to suppress and not even explore even my voice and who I am that was just kind of, again, you know, as we mentioned earlier with the loss of my father, right, kind of tucked away. And so I think that that's really what it comes down to is, um, again, not just on the society level, but on the individual level, it's a really big piece of us that we do need to explore to figure out because it's part of our identity. And it can feel like identity loss. And it can feel like you've been suppressed if you don't explore that piece of yourself. And so that's Mm -hmm. what I've I've had to do. And I'm still doing it myself.
1: And is that the kind of advice, you know, and we don't dispense Advice on this show, for sure. <laughs> However, we try to inspire creative people who do want to you know, express themselves in different ways. And some people say, hey, I have a corporate job nine to five, but I've always wanted to do this music or this film or this sculpting, whatever it is that they want to express. Is that what you are encouraging them to do?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Explore who you are. And a lot of times that does just come back to your roots. You know, who, who are you? Where did you come from? That's a huge part of the exploration, but you also have to make space for that exploration. And that's where things like journaling come into play because it allows you to uh, almost to not get rid of it, but to just, so it's not sitting in your body, taking up space, right? You let it come out and you can observe it on the pages in front of you, um, but you're creating space for that exploration and for whatever you want your creativity to, to create. <laughs>
1: Yes. Well, great. Well, thanks for sharing your story with us and uh, congratulations on the book and all the other ventures to come.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And listeners, I think to be inspired by what Vanessa has been talking about, you've got your idea, tell your story, move beyond your old stories. Let's move into some new stories as well and make those human connections. And I think that's what you've been encouraging us to do, Vanessa. And we really appreciate you coming on.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. And be on the lookout for this book, pick it up, have a good read of it, but also look forward to your new creative projects to come. And listeners come back again. We're going to continue our around the world journeys. We're going to go to places all over the world to talk to creative people like Vanessa, who have been inspired with new ideas, but then they've moved them forward, organized them, made the connections got the confidence to launch their work out into the world. And that's what we're all about on this podcast. So until next time, I'm Mark Stinson, and we're unlocking your world of creativity. We'll see you soon.
0: Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking your world of creativity, and peaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast, using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's make something better, unlocking your world of creativity.